0: Welcome back, Hopper Nation. It's your favorite sports betting podcast. Charlie here. I got Seth with me. Seth, how you doing?
1: Chuck, fantastic. Uh, coming, off a, coming off an interesting week of sports for sure, although I do want to say I think I had possibly my, my best play of the year with yes. that Kansas State, Iowa State under. I had the entire Caddyshack rocking it. They were going to have my head if it missed, but instead it was a 10-9 win by K-State. No sweat. I'm looking for more plays like that this week.
0: 25 points clear of the uh, the over under set set there, and you're giving it out to the people. So we love to see that.
1: Free money, free money. I, although I will say Kansas State scored the second play of the game. I was pissed. I'm like, this is not <laughs> happening. I'm like, fuck this. But they didn't. No, there was no touchdown the rest of the game. Damn, so, so yeah,
0: like, actually, under- only 12 points after that after that <laughs> play. God damn. Well, any caddies who were who. Become listeners because of Seth's pick last week. Welcome. Uh, we hope we can keep it going this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some good slate of college games this week. A lot of good ranked matchups. Tennessee, Alabama, I know people will be uh, wanting us to talk about that. Uh, don't have any bets for it, but we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the, the college football section here. Just uh, don't love the number. Bryce Young still a maybe on plan. Hard to fade Bama. A lot of things going on in that game. Um, but a lot we got TCU against Oklahoma State, NC State at Syracuse, um, and then the last ranked matchup, if I'm not mistaken, or no, there's Mississippi State in Kentucky.
0: There's a ton of ranked matchups. You haven't even gotten yeah, There's still some you haven't mentioned.
1: Oh, well, which ones haven't I mentioned?
0: We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But I mean, right. yeah, I'm going to be glued to the TV on Saturday. There's, there's just nonstop. Starting at noon, we got Penn State, Michigan and then 3.30 window, we got Bama, Tennessee, and then late night, uh, even Clemson, Florida State, I know that's not a ranked matchup, but Florida State was ranked as of like last week or two weeks ago, so there's a ton of good games all, all throughout the day.
1: Well, let's, let's start in the early morning, because I think you've got a bet for Penn State, Michigan?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll go we'll go there. Um, so I think this is going to be a great game. I'm I'm really excited about this one. I think Penn State's pretty good. Um, obviously, I think pretty highly of Michigan, although don't don't love who they who they've played so far and how they've looked in actual Big Ten action, but I'm staying away from the spread. Um, I'm gonna gonna take the under, the under over under is set at fifty one and a half. Uh, if you look if you look back at the history of this matchup, the last four matchups between Penn State and Michigan have gone under fifty two points, um, so I expect that trend to keep going. These teams both like to run the ball. Uh, Blake Corum is an absolute stud for Michigan at running back, and and Nick Singleton as a freshman at Penn State is kind of emerging. Um, so they both teams kind of lean on the run a little bit, but contrarily, both teams have top seven rush rush defenses in the entire NCA. So I think both teams are going to struggle a little bit at least to start trying to run the ball and maybe unsuccessfully. And then Seth, we've talked about this. Not a, not a big Sean Clifford. Uh, fans here on the pod. Um, So he's going to have to make some plays in order for Penn state to keep this close. And he's going to have to score some points. And I just don't know if he can do it against this Michigan defense. Um, JJ McCarthy, pretty young, hasn't been in a game like this. This is the biggest game he's played in. So I expect him to, he's been pretty good statistically so far this year, really efficient. Um, His completion percentage. I was looking through his past few games is, is off the charts. Good, but I suspect this to be a tougher test uh, for him. And, him to just kind of I expect both teams to just kind of start slow so if you're thinking about this 51 number what's that like 27 24 it still stays under so I, I expect the game being somewhere around there and kind of a slow start to the beginning of the game so I, I like the under in this one because I think it's going to be close and kind of just a grind
1: Chuck I got another stat I want to throw out here and you know you can take it as take it as you want uh, Michigan unders this year are 5-0-1 they have not hit it. They've tied one number, Really? they've been under in every game they've played. Even
0: like the blowouts against Hawaii that they were Hawaii,
1: I, I checked it. They, I think it was 56-10. to 10. The over-under number was 66-and-a-half. Wow. Okay. So I think that might have been the push. But, I mean, ever other than that, the Michigan under, possibly the best bet in sports. We'll see if it continues. You
0: know I'm a big trend guy. I'm all about that. I love that. Oh, yeah. So...
1: But, I mean, I like that philosophy, especially top 10 matchups. I feel like both teams are going to get ready to go. Defenses are going to get a little amped up. And, um, like you said, slow start, kind of tough on offense. Nice 11 a.m. kickoff central time for me. That's going to be a good one to start my day. I like that pick.
0: Big noon Saturday.
1: Yeah, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go back to the West Coast. I feel like I've been living on the West Coast um, for college football. But I'm going to go with – the West Coast red matchup of the day, USC at Utah. Utah, three-and-a-half point favorites at home, over-under at 65-and-a-half. So I went into this game thinking USC all the way, started looking at some stats. USC's red zone defense, fifth in the nation, third down conversion percentage, eighth in the nation, two big stats. But then Utah's right behind them at 38th and 19th. Then third down defense conversion percentage, Utah's ahead of them at 30th, USC 67th. Utah's a slightly better rushing defense. USC has a slightly better passing defense. They just alternate every statistic. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, three and a half points. That means they're pretty much even, according to Vegas, you know, if they played at a neutral site. So I'm like, I don't like, you know, USC plus three and a half. I think it's a little too tight. However, what I do like is the under. If you think back, USC played Oregon State a couple weeks ago. At that point, Oregon State was, they were either ranked or like very close to being ranked. Um, and I think that game was 17-10. to 10. It was a grind fest. It was two explosive offenses. But when they played each other, the defenses showed up and played a battle of the game. I think that exact same thing happens here. Maybe not quite as low scoring, but I like a 20-27 to 27 type of game here. I think this stays in the 20s. If one team gets in the 30s, okay, but I think they both stay high 20s, mid 20s, and this under a 65 and a half. I, th- I think that number is way too high for a, a t- team or two teams that are going to battle it out. That are pretty even, especially on defense too. Like none of them are in the neither of them are in the hundreds in any category. So they have good defenses, they have good offenses, but I think it's just going to be a stalemate pretty much the entire time in mid 20s the whole way.
0: Yeah, I like I mean, some of the things you said made me like this bet and then there are other things that I've seen that kind of steer me away from it. Um so I like I like the Oregon State thought. I had the the same idea. So the last time the USC played a tough road game, it was sp- the literally the over under for that game I think was like similar, like 65-70 points yeah. and it was 30. I want to say it was 70. Yeah, I, want to say I really do, because it was supposed to be super high-scoring. USC's got this potent offense. Oregon State also does. Um, and then USC kind of struggles offensively. They're losing for, like, 90% of the game. And then Oregon State's quarterback, I think, threw, like, four picks in that game, and they ended up losing the game. Um, so, you know, could I see this game being similar? Yeah, for sure. I I get that. And um, it's interesting that you note that Neither neither team's really bad statistically on defense. Um, I kind of thought that USC w- didn't have a good defense just based on the eye test. Um, it seems like they're just forcing a lot of turnovers, which is great. But I expect some regression there eventually. Like eventually, like somebody's not going to throw four picks against you. Um, and I know Cam- I I think I like Cam Rising. I I was high on Utah coming into the year. I'm obviously a little bit down on them now at this point, but. Um, Utah struggles defensively. I mean, we saw them give up forty to UCLA last week, um, against a running quarterback. They lost to Florida against a running quarterback and Anthony Richardson. So I expect Caleb Caleb Williams to have a good game. Um, just from a Utah can't seem to handle running quarterbacks for whatever reason. Um, now that doesn't mean I say that USC is going to score like forty on them on Utah like um, UCLA did because obviously this game is in Utah and I think the fans will be pretty hyped to have USC coming in. So you know bottom line I'm going back and forth here but I think I agree with you because that sixty five number is high and I and I see this like like I just talked about this this ranked matchup grind fast usually teams get off to a slow start because it's such a big matchup um, and and teams are a little nervy I mean USc's got to go win this game if they want any shot at the playoff um, they got to run the table I think at this point so especially with Utah having two losses now so uh really intrigued by this one I I'm leaning Utah just because they're at home, and I think that place is gonna be rocking. Um, don't like the three and a half number, obviously, but should be a good one.
1: Yeah, the only way in my mind that I see this not hitting, because I mean, if you remember, Oregon went into Utah last year and just got smoked. Like it was, I think they put up like ten or seventeen points. So this could also just turn into a one-sided game, Blowout, so yeah. just because that happens. And then you know, one team, one team, they're not gonna win fifty-five to twenty. Like, I just don't see that happen. And that's, that's really the really only way I see this losing is if if one team just blows out the other team and just doesn't get stopped at all. But, again, I ha- haven't seen that. Statistically, I don't see that. I think I think it's going to be a close grind the entire game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Lincoln Riley here, though. If I had to pick a winner, I'm taking USC.
0: Okay, interesting. We'll see. Um, all right, so I'm going to sw- switch gears and go to kind of one of the the less talked about games on, on the radar this is my favorite play of the week um, Minnesota is traveling to Illinois Illinois is now ranked number 24 um, this sh- is a ranked matchup for shocking. one team Minnesota is not ranked uh, we were all over you were all over that Purdue all over that Purdue uh, a all weeks of it it was two
1: yeah. weeks ago read that like a book
0: so I'm going back to the well back to the fade Minnesota well um, just because I think the fighting line are pretty good this year Um so their quarterback's a little banged up for this one, so we'll see if he goes. If he's definitely out, I might think twice about it. But I think he might he might give it a go. Um, but either way, I think I like the number just because Illinois is a six-and-a-half-point home dog. And I just think that's between home team getting points. I love that. And I also love that this is going to be a low-scoring grind game. I mean, Illinois won, what, 12-9 to nine against Iowa last week? 9-6, um, even oh, better. Yeah, you're right, 9-6. to six. Um, Illinois has a better defense. Like we're talk about, we talk about Iowa's defense all the time. Illinois defense is better than Iowa's like straight up statistically. So, um, but Minnesota statistically, like we talked about, their numbers are off the charts. They, they are ranked number one in total defense or in rushing defense this year. Um, and Illinois is just right behind them. They're, th- they're third in rushing defense and total, total defense. So both teams like to run the ball. Um Minnesota's getting their running back back mo Ibrahim he's pretty solid but I don't think he he's going to be able to do much against this illinois defense um who's who's really good against the run so the over under set at 39 so I expect this to go to go under that or just about be that 40 point number and if you're getting six and a half points for the home team um in a low scoring game i'm gonna i'm gonna take that any day of the week
1: yeah, this is a this is a tough one for me. I do like the play, although I I, I look at Illinois' schedule and I just I don't see a impressive win at all. Where's they Minnesota's?
0: Went... Minnesota's does not one? No,
1: no, no, Minnesota's the same way. Yeah. Minnesota's the same way. That's where I'm. I like that's I'm like both these teams not an impressive win. And, I mean, I I mean the best win in both of these teams I think is Illinois going to Wisconsin and beating them by 24. Yeah, I think that's the most impressive win. But what, what scares me is that Illinois loss, but then Minnesota's got the Purdue – or the Indiana loss, but Minnesota's got the Purdue loss. I think this is going to be a very ugly game to watch, to be honest. Oh, I'm not that,
0: recommending watching it, that's for sure.
1: No, this is going to be hideous. And the, si- the six-and-a-half number, I like it, but the fact that you're not getting a seven, I feel like might be a trap move, just a uh, late-time yeah. touchdown. Fair. But like I said, if someone's got a gun to my head and they're making me bet one way or another – I'm rolling with you. I'm taking Illinois plus six and a half there as a home dog.
0: Yeah. home, home dogs all the way. Um, I also think Minnes I was looking at Minnesota's schedule, and they go to Penn State next week. And if you look at their schedule, that's that's their biggest game of the year for Minnesota. So I think potential look ahead spot. Um they're coming off a bye week, so maybe they're they're ready for this one. But I think they might be like, okay, let's just beat Illinois. We should beat Illinois and let's go. Take care of business, Penn State. So I think Illinois might be in a good spot to to take advantage and at least keep it close. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think this could be like a Minnesota squeaks by by like three. Yeah. I'm not calling Illinois in, especially if their quarterback's a little banged up, but I just think there's that number is a little too big.
1: I like that. I like it.
0: Anytime a home dog, I mean, searching for value. We're doing, hey, that's that's all we're doing doing is searching
1: for value. And I, I know we're not betting this game, but we're going from one home dog by seven to another home dog by seven. Alabama at Tennessee. Chuck, what are, what are your thoughts on this
0: game? I I have no idea Seth. Um I think Tennessee's pretty good. Hendon Hooker. Well, okay, so think about this. There're only a few times in our in our lifetime non-Georgia division has Bama lost. And when they lose, it's Johnny Menzel. it's Baker Mayfield. And now they got Hendon Hooker who is like legit like Heisman caliber level performer right now so that's that's my take on Tennessee maybe having a shot in this game and at home that this is their Super Bowl Um, Bama's come to town Tennessee's the best they've been ranked in like god knows how long so that's my case for Tennessee my case for Alabama is why would I ever bet against Nick Saban they've already had two kind of scares they they had Texas as a scare they they almost lost last week to Texas A&M that was crazy um, probably should have lost. Actually, Texas a m had a garbage play call on the three yard line the at the end of that game. Call. Johnny Manziel
1: tweeted that and yeah. said it was the worst play call I've ever seen from the one yard line. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was
0: just I'm such sure. a low percentage like play, but that's that's just Jimbo being Jimbo. So that they almost lost that team. I mean, and you mentioned at the at the start, it all comes down to if Bryce Song plays or not. Um, I think if he does, Bama wins and covers. I don't know. I I I see. I just keep thinking this Bama bounce back is going to happen. They're going to turn. They've had too many close calls on the road the past like year and a half. Even going back to last year, they had struggled on the road um, a good bit. So I, I just see them eventually like just turning the tide on that trend um, and taking care of business and blowing out somebody who's supposed to beat them or keep it close on the road.
1: Yeah, my, my thing with Tennessee is they have the seventh best passing offense. Like They're very good offensively. They're very explosive. However, there are 131 teams in Division I college football. They are ranked 128th in passing defense. Oof. Their Achilles heel is their secondary. They cannot cover anybody. They are, their defense is the equivalent of Michigan State's at the beginning of last year when Michigan State was winning, but they were giving up 40 points a game because they couldn't stop the pass. So I watched the Alabama game last week. Their backup quarterback, I forget his name, can't throw the ball. Yeah. He's he's a runner. He yeah. he I'd watch him, he'd get it, he'd look at his first read, and he'd take off, and he'd start running. If he plays, Tennessee wins this game, I think, by double digits. Wow. I think Tennessee blows him out if if that guy plays. If Bryce Young plays, I think they win by exactly seven. I think or I think Alabama wins by exactly seven, they win by a touchdown. I think it'll be close, but I don't think Tennessee, like, it's going to be tied or something. Like, even if Bryce Young gets the ball with 50 seconds left, they're going to go down and score. Because Tennessee's secondary sucks. It's so bad. So, that, my only way I see Tennessee winning this game is if Bryce Young does not play. However, the other thing I can see, which, I mean, you never want to hope for an injury or anything. But if Bryce Young gets into the game and then he re-aggravates it, slam Tennessee money line. Once the second Bryce Young comes out of that game, if, if he comes out of that game and Alabama's up by less than 10, take Tennessee Moneyline all day. But that's all I got for that one. I'm excited to watch it. I'll watch it with a couple of my, couple of my Bama friends. i will probably be screaming at the TV. I'll be like eight noons deep, just sinking into the couch. It'll be a beautiful time. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it definitely should be a good one. It it's all going to come down to, to Bryce Young's status. So, but I think either way, it's it's interesting. in, in my opinion, I think I, I don't see Bama even with the backup quarterback getting getting beat by double digits by anybody, um, especially Tennessee. Who just, I mean, I feel like we talk about this every year. It's like oh, Tennessee might be might be good. And it's just it's never never seems to be the case. So I'm I'm gonna. Hold hold my breath on on Tennessee. Yeah, maybe maybe
1: it's because I'm in Tennessee right now. I'm feeling it's feeling it. a little bit of the magic, but I don't know. I don't know. But we'll we'll move on from Saturday and move on to Sunday. Um, Chuck, what's your favorite play on Sunday?
0: Yeah, Seth. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't even like this one, but I'm I'm throwing it in there.
1: That's not you're not selling it very well.
0: Well, all right. Let me get more confident when I talk about it. But I'm I'm fading your Colts. The the uh, the Jags Colts game coming up this week. The Colts are favored by one and a half. Um, okay, here's why they're favored, and this is why I'm a little nervous about it. The last five years, these teams have split every year. So you know that just makes me think the Jags already won 24 nothing. Already already playing the Colts twice within the first five weeks is kind of wild. seems early, it's early yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah usually they're more so I was surprised to see this one on the schedule, but. Um, anyways that's why that's why i'm a little scared but i'm gonna take the jags plus one and a half because i'm i just gonna ride with the the way better team i think we're forgetting um the jags have lost two in a row tough game last week against houston uh trevor lawrence threw two picks looked pretty bad couldn't get anything going on offense lost 13 to 6 uh that's a pretty ugly one and then they lost by eight to the eagles the week before so in like a rain game where lawrence fumbled a few times so I think we're kind of quickly forgetting that the the Jags, like, before the Eagles game, we were talking about them as, like, a playoff team, potentially, um, with Doug Peterson at the helm, so I think you're just getting the better team and the points, even though they're going on the road. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I expect him to bounce back um, from from that kind of disappointing game against Houston last week, and um, the Jags have the third best run defense in terms of yards per play allowed, or yards per... Per rush attempt um and I think you know the the Colts really need to lean on Jonathan Taylor to be anything um I, I think Matt Ryan's kind of washed up at this point um we saw them on Thursday night against the Broncos they won 12 to 9 in overtime I mean so not a lot to write home about on on the Colts um Jonathan Taylor struggles against the Jags defense that I think is actually pretty good um so I expect Trevor Lawrence to bounce back, then to sweep the Colts this year, which kind of breaks a five-year trend. I know I'm a trend guy. I'm going away from my trends. I'm saying take the better team. Don't overthink it. Jags plus one and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor didn't even play last week. He's questionable into this week. Yeah, I
0: think he's going to play. Um, I've, I've, I've read. but
1: I have, I have not watched a Colts game all year, and I don't think I'm going to start. Like, it? they are, it's the worst football I think I've ever seen. By Like, them and the Broncos, I can just never watch. So, I mean, okay. I'm, that's all I have to say. I, I don't <laughs> care kind of off of them anyway. They just make me sad. Yeah. I'm going back to the, the roots from Philly and rooting for the Eagles now. At least they're exciting to watch. I just can't even root for the Colts anymore. I just, like, I just stare at them and they just kick field goals. Well, they don't they even have, have that, that area, anymore.
0: Let's let's get a thirty-nine-year-old washed-up washed-up quarterback, and that that'll be that'll be what we need. They should have tanked
1: this year. They've Andrew Luck like
0: stop like what they Tess should have Mance done. And Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan yeah. now. I don't,
1: I don't even know. I
0: don't know. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the yes, Jalen Hurts bandwagon now. Yeah. I'm on
1: the Jalen Hurts bandwagon now. All right, but fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna move to a young quarterback here. Going on the road, we've got the Bengals at the Saints. Bengals favored by one and a half. We talked about this number. You saw it, you didn't like it, you thought it was a trap. I it can't it be a trap, bad. and I'll tell you, it's not a trap. Because Winston's back in practice. There's a QB decision to make. Who's starting? Winston, Dalton, Taysom Hill even. Taysom Hill ran for three touchdowns and he threw for one. He ran for three touchdowns on nine attempts last game and over a hundred yards against Seattle. That's impressive. You want to know how he did that? Because Seattle has the worst rush defense in the league by over like 30 yards. Like they can't stop anything. The Bengals have the seventh best rush defense. So they're not going to be able to do that. They're going to have to actually throw the ball. So whether it's Taysom Hill, um, Jameis Winston, or Andy Dalton, I will take any three of them, maybe all three altogether. I don't think they're as good as Joe Burrow. So I'm going to take Burrow in that. Olave and Taysom Hill are questionable. T Higgins is questionable for the Bengals, but I still think you know if everyone there doesn't play, the Bengals are at an advantage. Both teams ha- are mid in pass defense, but New Orleans having a slight edge. And I was trying to f- I was trying to figure out I'm like why is this so close? I'm like maybe they're valuing New Orleans' pass defense a little bit, but the thing that again this makes me un- I just don't understand how this number is so low. Is New Orleans has the worst turnover margin in the NFL.
0: That's called the Jameis effect.
1: Yeah, they turn the ball over more than anybody, and they don't force turnovers. Joe Burrow has thrown one pick since that first game. If you take that first game out of the equation, he's thrown one interception, I think like eight touchdowns, seven to eight touchdowns, since he's tied for ninth in turnover margin. So with those statistics, I just find it very straight. Now, again, it's the NFL. NFL is kind of weird. So, you know, you can read all the statistics you want. But, I mean, on paper, I don't see how the Bengals lose this game. And I think, Chucky, it's kind of what you're, you're saying with the Jags. You just take the better team. Yeah. The Bengals are the better team by far in this game. Well, and I'm, I 100% agree. They're only favored by one and a half. And I'm like, you know what? I will take it. If it's a trap, fuck me. All right? fine. But I really don't see that because a lot has to happen for the Bengals to lose this game. Joe Burrow's gonna have to throw at least at least one interception, maybe two. Jameis or Andy Dalton's gonna have to throw for at least two touchdowns in the air, and they're gonna have to ha- have to ha- resemble some sort of a running game. I don't see all that happening. And if it's a shootout, I'll take the Bengals. And there's no way the Bengals go two and not a chance. All the Bengals, Bengals minus one and a half. Lock it in. <laughs> Debatably my favorite play of the
0: week. Okay. I mean, look, like, I, I don't disagree with literally anything you said besides that it's not a trap. Because I 100% believe this game is a trap. So, all right, going back to my Jags take, right? You look at that number, you're like, why are, why is New England or Indianapolis oh. favored? Like, they're they're not that much better than the Jags um and they're not and that's because divisional game they're usually close they usually split i can make sense out of that one and a half number you can you can walk you can walk yourself into it i can't walk myself into this number like why is it one and a half if we go back based on the two and a half point rule for the home for home teams they're saying new orleans on a neutral site is better than cincinnati are you kidding me like why so this one hundred percent just screams. No, they're, sand, they're to saying me.
1: New Orleans. They're saying Cincinnati is about four points better than New Orleans on a neutral site because New Orleans is at home.
0: Okay. Which, yeah, just, yeah, you are right. You are right. You are right. But still, I, that's I know. still like yeah. That's okay. You are right. I don't know. That's I, it this still screams trap to me because it's just this. Even even for a road team, Cincinnati going into New Orleans, it still seems too low. Um. I won't
1: I'll give you. I'll give you this. To, you know, so you can feel better about the pick, so even if it 's a very close game, Cincinnati has lost three games by a total combined margin of eight points yeah so if they're down by one i 'll take McPherson to kick a field goal to win it at the end
0: good. now if they 're
1: down by two and McPherson kicks a field goal and they win by one. all right, fuck me, you know what whatever i I'll, I'll ride with that what well, I, I might just take a money line at the end just so i don't yeah. so that doesn't happen, I don't scream at the TV and possibly punch my entire apartment and put holes in my wall um, I might do that too but I, I just really, a lot of things have to happen for the Saints to win this game and I don't think they're all going to happen
0: yep, I mean that's fine a couple things I wanted to mention about the game homecoming for Joe Burrow going back to NOLA um, and another thing that I love so maybe that's a good thing, I don't, I don't know what to do with that Revenge spot for Andy Dalton if he plays, playing his former team.
1: Oh, the old
0: boys! The Red, I have ro- an Andy the Red Dalton Rocket. In my room. Room.
1: I have an Andy Dalton jersey in my room. I should go grab that. Burn is, it. It, is it Bengals? Yeah, Andy
0: Dalton Bengals jersey. That's the perfect jersey for this game.
1: I know. I got, got a, a rocket. rocket. Man, it's a good play. But the all right, right
0: we're know. moving on. Know. We're I'm moving staying, on. I'm staying far away from this one.
1: All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll high five you. We're not, but,
0: we're not doing them. Okay. We're not doing the hop the props money line parlay this this week. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, we're that. skipping
1: that one. But we're, we are going to possibly the game. I think not possibly the game of the week. Um, with my third play, the Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs two and a half point home dogs. Chuck
0: doesn't Patty happen.
1: Ma- Patty Mahomes undefeated against the spread when a home dog. He's 5-0 oh, and one. The Bills look good this year. Gabe Davis explosive. Stephon Diggs explosive. Still don't have a running game. They still don't need it. I mean, Josh Allen looks great. Um, I th- I think if I had to pick a winner, I think the Bills win this game. Purely because I just think that they find a way to win. Um, it's close the whole way, but I think they win this game. But it's going to be a neck-and-neck neck game. They're both going to be slinging it. I mean, these quarterbacks, both the same age. They know each other. They're buddies. They're gonna be matching, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Just like the over's 54 and a half. I kind of like the over. Again, not my play. But I mean, both quarterbacks, they're gonna be battling it out. I expect them to totally abandon the running game in the second half. Like the Bills are going to, they might, they might work a little like little screen dump passes with Clyde. Clyde the glide for the Chiefs. But I'd look for Travis Kelsey to get a lot of action. Gabe Davis to get a lot of action. Stefan Diggs to score. But the play that I'm taking here is the Patty Mahomes over passing yards. could have probably guessed it from the start. But Mahomes has only thrown for over 300 yards once this year. He threw for just under 300 against the Raiders in that comeback win. But, I mean, this is going to be a tight game. And I think they're going to be behind for most of it. So they're going to have to throw the ball to catch up. And I expect this. Over, it should, I'm expecting it to be at like 305, maybe, like low 300s. I'm expecting this to cash on the last drive of the game when Patty Mahomes leads his team down the field and then they win or not. I don't know. But I think he definitely gets those for over 300 yards when he's going to be battling Josh Allen, who I think is also going to throw for 300 yards. However, I think his number is going to be higher just because the Bills lead the league in passing offense. So I think his number is going to be around like 320. 25, so I don't think there's as much value there. Because I think their stat line should be about the same. But if you're getting Mahomes at like a 15-point discount, you got to take Mahomes. Now, if these numbers are exactly the same for whatever reason, then I would take Josh Allen. But if you're getting a discount with Mahomes, take Mahomes at home. It's going to be a great game. Can't wait to watch it. Mahomes over passing yards, third play of the week.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for those those numbers as they come out. Might get a discount on the, on Mahomes since he hasn't hasn't thrown for as much as he's used to so far this year. And I think that's because they're missing Tyreek Hill in the downfield passing game. Um, if you watch that Raiders game uh, at least a little bit, it seems like he couldn't connect when he was trying to throw the ball deep to, like, Nicole Hardman and some of those other guys. Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns but only had, like, 50 receiving yards. So it's kind of more of a, a different way that they're attacking you so maybe that's why Mahomes hasn't hasn't had the passing yards that he usually has um but yeah i mean i expect this game to be pretty high scoring mahomes what did you mention it he's like 5 5 and 0 oh, and yeah against a, the
1: spread against the spread at a, as a home dog in
0: his career yeah so he's pretty rarely a home dog um and when he does he wins so I you know, as a trend guy, I would I would love to. Ride with, guy. I would love to ride with that and just say that he's going to keep it going. Um, especially because, like, if if you're saying these the this game's going to be close, which, which I agree with you, the Bills can't win close games. They just haven't been able to. If, you know, this is why they keep can't get over the hump in the playoffs and can't beat Mahomes in the playoffs. Um, and lost the Dolphins in a close game. I guess they, what they beat the Ravens in a in a close one, but. Um, for the most yeah, part, I mean, for the most part, they can't win close games. For the most part, they're not winning a lot of close games, and that's because they can't run the ball. They need to establish some sort of running game that doesn't involve Josh Allen and doesn't involve Josh Allen putting the entire team on his back. Um, so I'm, I'm still, the Bills need to need to prove it to me, and I think this is their chance to do it for sure. Because I, I feel like revenge spot. They, they're going to be up for this game, even though it's in Arrowhead. Um, that they, they know that. The Chiefs are, are have, have been what's holding them back so far that, so far um, in the Josh Allen era. So I'm very interested well, in this one.
1: Bill's mafia travels well. I expect that stadium to have a yeah. decent amount of blue in it.
0: So interested. I think I th- I hope the Bills win. I think I'm I'm rooting for that, but but I'm not gonna go against the Mahomes Mahomes train as a home dog and uh definitely maybe maybe a little sprinkle on the over as well.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, that's. I think I think we're ba- you and I are on the same page here. We're we're backing Patty, but we just don't like the number, so we're just backing him individually. Yeah, Sam, you will have a good
0: game. Go off, King.
1: <laughs> Here's your crown, King.
0: Is he the crown apple, best quarterback in the league, right at this point. Mahomes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think or so. Allen? I mean, you can make a case for. You can make a very good case for Josh Allen. But I, I, I mean, until he beats them in the playoffs, I yeah, guess you can't. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it's kind of the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady thing. Like I'm a huge Peyton Manning guy, but he wasn't as good as Tom Brady because mm-hmm. Tom Brady won. Right. Like they'd have great battles, but most of the time, Tom Brady would win. So. All right. But now I'm excited. We got a great week in college yeah. football. That game, that's gonna be a fantastic game to watch on Sunday. Um. We got the Eagles in Dallas on Sunday night. I'm excited for that one. Probably won't tune into the Broncos game because it's going to be ugly on Monday night. But um, I'm excited and uh, hope we got some, some more new listeners after, after last week. Uh, looking forward to keeping, keeping the money train rolling.
0: All right. 2-2 Hopper Nation. Hope you make some money this week. Uh, enjoy the football. Uh, talk to you next time.
1: Later, Hoppers.